on SENSA. Welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here as we are gearing up for another massive weekend of Host Plus Sandful League action. The Sandful W is in the final series. In the men's competition, there's been a lot of changes when it comes to the ladder. And, of course, I'm looking forward to hearing Dan Menzel's power rankings. Welcome, Menz. How are you in Studio Lumo? Walsh, it's good to be here. It's uh, a really interesting week of footy on the weekend. And, I mean, we say this every week. It's an, it's an interesting competition. It's an even competition. And uh, some uh, big winners from the weekend's results, too, that I'm looking forward to breaking down. We are going to review what happened in round seven of the Host Plus Sandfall League in the men's competition. And we have seen that South Adelaide have already made the grand final again in the women's competition so well done to the Panthers today on the show we will catch up with Jez McLennan and of course from Norwood their Sandful W coach Brad Snell um Jez is a fascinating story too about someone who's had AFL experience and wants to make their way back into the competition and men's we talk about tonight being the mid-season draft this might be the last time we see some plays in the host plus Sandful league yeah look you hope it is because there's plenty of guys that as we spoke with Twig Rawlings about uh, on the show that could play at that level and certainly have the skills if they get that opportunity and you just hope a few guys get it, and, and Jez is one who's had an outstanding year so far. We had a text message on SENSA Breakfast this morning from um, Adam who said, some of the names, Noah Casolini from um, North, uh, Cody's us from the Port Magpies, Marty Frederick who's already had some AFL experience, and uh, Connor Ballenden from your club as well, are players that could um, see themselves finding a new home in the AFL, and I'm, I'm a huge supporter of Tom Lewis too, who's um, got the body for uh, the AFL, he's got the skills, he just needs to keep fit. He does, and, and that's half the battle with a lot of these guys, but um, there's some interesting names there. The Noah Castellini one is the one that stands out to me because it's very similar to Jacob Bauer from North Adelaide last year. Comes in, Jai Menzies is another name like that. Uh, not as well known, um, probably hasn't had the eyeballs on him for a number of years and comes in and does some incredible things at league level that that's what recruiters and scouts go, hang on, who is this guy? Let's have a look at this. So he's one that would be interesting. Um, and then there's some other more established names that you mentioned that you just hope these guys get an opportunity. How would you be feeling if you were someone like um, Jacob Surgeon and he makes a grand final last year, loses by a kick and, and brings in someone like uh, Noah and he recruits quite heavily? And it could be that one player that's the difference between um, winning a grand final and losing a grand final, no matter what they can do. You obviously want to say the right things and you want what is best for the player, but it has to be a bittersweet thing. And we, we saw this last year as well. The Sandful is heavily impacted by what happens with the mid-season AFL draft. And I feel it's mixed emotions for everyone. It definitely is mixed emotions. And uh, I know the coaches want the best for their players, but at the same time, selfishly, they have to want to retain their players. And we saw Glenelg lose Turner and Durden last year. Effectively, that ruined their season. Yeah, it did. They were never going to win the flag after they lost those two players. You need a lot to go right to win the premiership as it is. But when you take out two absolute key position players in their team, their they're on baller who wins the footy first for them and then their key defender... It just makes it so challenging. And so for North Adelaide, if it's a Castellani or someone else, Bauer went last year. Now, if he stays at the club, do they win that grand final? Mm. Um, so there's some interesting questions. Jared Wright has been rocked over the last few years with selections and particularly rucks for him with all his Hayden McLean and Brooksby going and other guys as well. So um, it is, uh, it's a really interesting one for coaches and for footy clubs. But for those players, uh, we saw it with Josh Carmichael last year. Jai Menzies playing some great footy at the moment. 
guys get the opportunity, they show what they can do. The local teams here in South Australia are preparing too. We saw that Port Adelaide have ruled Mitch Georgiatis out for the rest of the season, obviously, with his knee. So they've put him on the inactive list, which means they have an opportunity to pick someone up tonight. So um, we will find out and we'll be able to reflect on that as we are back next week for the Sandful Show. Let's get into our Week in Review. Writing your performance review. It says more about me than you. It's morally defeating and often misleading, but this is the best we can do. So here we go. What did you learn, Dan Mentel, in round seven of the Host Plus Sandful League? Well, they kicked off at Cooper Stadium. Norwood taking on the Adelaide Football Club, and uh, Norwood they continue their losing form, and they go 0-7 now. Five goals, six thirty-six against the Crows. Eight goals, twelve. The Crows too good. Um, we do say it every week, but where's Norwood's first win going to come from? And they had two quarters where they didn't kick a goal. So it's again, it's a challenge, and we we support everybody that takes part in the Sandful. But I wonder what Twiggy's thinking at the moment. You're going from a premiership coach to a team that hasn't won a game this year. There, he would be starting to feel some sort of pressure. You would think. Yeah, he certainly would be, and I feel for him. We we asked him the question when we had him on last week, and he did say that there's a lot of factors that externally might mm. not be as aware and obvious, and. He's not going to put them out there, and that's completely fair enough as well. It's um, They are the hunted. They're the team that won the flag last year, and it's a really challenging situation for him. So Sturt remain at the top of the table with a two-point win over South Adelaide. I really liked the North Adelaide-Port Adelaide game too because um, Port Adelaide are challenging, and that's what you want. You want those teams. That at the start of the season, you probably thought Port Adelaide will struggle to win a game, but you can see them now um, being in games and just missing out. 100%. It was nearly going to be their fourth win in a row, and they are playing some exceptional football. It's great to watch, and that was a good game. Uh, Glenelg took on Central's uh, out at X Convenience over where – Centrals have won every game this year, so mm-hmm. it was always going to be a tough uh, game for the Bays, but they did enough to get the win over the Dogs, and the Eagles were far too good for West Adelaide in that matchup there at High Sense Stadium. Let's find out what you liked. This is the first time that I haven't said something which has taken the gloss over what you liked. So um, the spotlight is on you now, Dan Menzel. The floor is mine. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, what I liked this week was a couple of small forwards. Now, James Rowe followed up his state form with 26 touches and three goals playing as a permanent forward. He is the best player in the comp right now. And Glenelg, and Glenelg's forward line is potent with McBean. Reynolds and Hosey, but they've added a small forward to it as well, which is what they were probably lacking. So Matty Coulthard, he kicked four on the weekend against the Dogs in a game where they only kicked eight in total. He's good mates with Tyson Stengel, and he played like Tyson Stengel against the Bulldogs on the weekend. So James Rowe and Matty Coulthard, a couple of small forwards on the weekend that dominated their game. So if James Rowe, who is the Foss Williams medalist, and if he's the best player in the comp right now, so he would be the McGarry favourite, if that is um, going the way that you are suggesting, has he put his name into the mid-season draft? Do you know that if he has an interest for that? I, I believe that when you come out of the system, you're already registered okay. uh, for it's a period of time, whether it's two or three years. Uh and so he, he can be taken, absolutely. But I don't think he will, from what I've heard. And, and that's disappointing. It's, it's good for the Woodville West Rams Footy Club that they're going to retain him, if that's the case. But um, Is that because there's a lot of like-for-like players when it comes to, to James? And you see you can see what happened with, with Adelaide. They... Um, it sounds disrespectful, but they yep. almost upgraded by bringing in um, Isaac Rankin, who um, is, you can see what he's doing right now. So they've made the right choice to do that. Correct. In terms of that, absolutely. I also think that recruiters, and rightly or wrongly, uh, and footy clubs look at players and 
they, they pick up things on players that they don't necessarily like and they, they scrub their name out. And okay. I think that it's, okay, he doesn't have this speed or he's not strong enough or he's not big enough. or And, and unfortunately, that goes against players. And we've seen it for a number of years that some players have that much skill, it doesn't really matter. Toby Green's probably the greatest example. Mm. Attributes-wise, he's not very good in any sort of attribute, but he's such a good footballer. And that's maybe what's gone against James. Well, it's good for the Eagles if they get to keep him as well. Let's find out what you didn't like. So we talked about Centrals at home this year. Undefeated at home, they played against Glenelg on the weekend. They had 43 inside 50s and scored 44 points for the game. So poor entries against good teams. Unfortunately, you just don't win those games. Glenelg only had 31 inside 50s in comparison. So 12 less, but they kicked 53 points. So it is a missed opportunity for the Dogs. We're going to have a look at a deep dive later on in the show. These are the games that they're going to need to win if they're going to play finals. I'm looking year. forward to that deep dive because we put it on hold last week because we ran out of time. So you are raring to go. We'll do that towards the back end of the Sandful show. Host by Sandful W, the finals are heating up too. And as we said, men's South Adelaide have continued what they have done all season and they've locked away a grand final spot. They have. Congratulations to South Adelaide. They were too good on the weekend for Central Districts, who Centrals have had the number one offense all year. And to South's credit, they took it away from them. Uh, Senna Gordon, so Errol's sister, mm-hmm. uh, she was dominant. She was best of field, had 18 touches, 12 tackles, a goal and six clearances in that game. Shelby Smith was very good for the Dogs with 22 possessions. But, uh, yeah, too good, South Adelaide. And so Central's obviously now takes on Norwood, who got the job done over the Double Blues in a really tight one. And the prelim final this weekend is going to be Central's and Norwood, which is going to be um, a, a really big challenge for both teams. Um, it's going to be really exciting. It will be really exciting. And I'm looking forward to having a chat with Norwood's women's coach, Brad Snell, later in the show because – they were very good against Sturt. Their defense stacked up. They lost the inside 50 count 33 to 19, yet they kept Sturt to 21 points and won that game. So I'm interested to chat to him about how they're going to negate Central's forward line this weekend. We are here. Thank you very much to the host plus Sandful League. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats it. Oh, hold on. Oh. Mens, I need to address the elephant in the room. I've waited three weeks to have this conversation with you, and this is a safe space. Um, you went through... Woodville West Tyrants defeating Westies, so 14-10 to 5-8. But for the past three weeks, you haven't featured in the league side for the Eagles, and you are the reigning Ken Farmer medalist. You're a premiership player. You represented the state last year. I don't need to know what goes on inside the footy club because that is not my business, but you played pretty bloody well on the weekend. I think you kicked five goals, and um, for me, I want to know where you're at. Are you injured? Are you recovering from injury? Or have you been given things to work on, which is why you are playing reserves? Yeah, look, it's been a challenging few weeks for me, if I'm honest. Um, I had an injury, did my ankle, unfortunately, against North Adelaide in one of the practice games and and tweaked my back as well. And that probably stopped me from training for a good four or five weeks. And it just meant that I had a uh, interrupted uh, preparation into the season. I came in against Glenelg in round three and was probably a little bit underdone and I played a couple of games and then obviously got dropped to the reserves, the development and um, have built since then. But that's sort of been the messaging is we've got to see more. And uh, I feel like I've showed that particularly the last two weeks. But um, yeah, look, it's a real challenging one on the weekend. uh, Played, I thought I obviously had a a pretty good game where I moved well. But um, I guess it's a challenging one for me too, because you want to be playing league footy and you feel like you should be. 
But at the same time, I'm a mentor at our footy club and I play with a lot of the guys that I mentor on the weekend. And I then look at it that way as well and go, as frustrating as it is, it's you're pretty fortunate that you get to help out young kids at the club and develop them and, and just realize the impact you can have. So I'm hoping that potentially I've put my hand up and done enough for this weekend, Walshy. But um, yeah, it's definitely been a challenging uh, start to the season. So what I'm reading into that, it wouldn't have mattered if you kicked five or 10 goals on the weekend. There's other stuff that you're working on, which is um, more important for Sheeds and the coaching staff to see this is what Dan's doing. Because we know you can kick goals. You're the reigning Ken Farmer Mellors for a reason. So there's, there's other things to help complete your game for the team in that team role that you need to be doing to get you in the, the front of the selectors? Yeah, I think that um, getting up the ground and helping us link up in attack and defense is important. And uh, I did that on the weekend. I played much higher and uh, I haven't had 20 touches in a while, Walshy. So it was nice to get up the ground and actually find a bit of the footy. Um, and so the goals haven't really been the thing that's been secondary, I guess. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like I impacted the game in all facets on the weekend and, and we'll wait and see what happens this weekend. But um, the Eagles are starting to string together a few wins, which we knew would happen. Um, and so I'm looking forward to getting back into that team. And you love a challenge too, because I spoke to you uh, with Mark Bickley on SENSA Breakfast as part of our Mindset Series. I mean, when it comes to challenges, you've been through a lot of challenges. I mean, the fact that you're still playing football is amazing in itself. So I feel like you're a person that sees a challenge and, and embraces it as long as you're controlling everything that you can. So I know that you would have things playing on your mind, but do you see this as an opportunity to grow? Yeah, it definitely is. It's one that um, I've been at AFL level when you're in similar situations and I guess you learn from those experiences and uh, it definitely is one where uh, you are challenged and, and I, I do have gone into the last couple of games going, all right, well, I've got to really be resilient here and, and back myself in and be confident in myself and that is challenging. I think all players go through that. And so it's something that definitely tests you out, but you certainly learn from it. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, men's. Uh, we have a, a massive show for you, not too far away. Jez McLennan is going to join us. We are going to go into your power rankings and, of course, find out what the scene is set for uh, the next couple of games for all of the teams in the Host Plus Sandful League. Nothing beats it. Next, we are going to catch up, though, with the coach of the Norwood Sandful W side, Brad Snell. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here as we are building up to a brilliant final series in the Host Plus Sandful W League. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats. Central's playing Norwood this weekend in the prelim final after the Red Legs got a win against the Double Blues by six points. We are lucky enough to be joined by the head coach of Norwood, Brad Snell. Good morning to you, Brad. Uh, you continue marching through the finals, which I'm sure pleases you. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Yeah, no, we're absolutely ecstatic. Really excited to still be playing footy at this time of year. Now, Brad, I just want to talk about uh, your game on the weekend. A really impressive win uh, to get up by a goal. You, you've lost the close ones this year, unfortunately. And so uh, does that come into the thinking in terms of the planning and the training that the girls have done and how you perform in the close matches? Uh, yeah, I was really proud of them. Like, they dug deep. The conditions were pretty average. Um, South Adelaide Oval held up really well, but the conditions were yeah, were poor, so it was never going to be a, a five-goal win. So, yeah, they, they dug really deep and, yeah, I think it's been well publicised that we've lost. Uh, five losses have all been under a goal, so I think if nothing else you review those and you learn lots and I thought that came, came through in that last um, five minutes. It certainly did and the defence was huge for the Norwood girls on the weekend. You lost the inside 50 count 33-19, to 19, but 
still won the game. So you come up against the Dogs, who are the number one ranked offense in the women's league. How do you stop them from scoring? Yeah, our defense, like the first part of the question, the defense has been huge all year. Like our, our scores against the second in the league, whilst our scores for, I think we're second and two central. So um, we know we can we can reduce the scores of other teams and um, we can also score the other way. So I think it's a matter of just being our best at that this week. Um, I think last time we played and we kept them to three goals until five minutes to go when they kicked two and won the game. But uh, I think we're confident we can um, work as a 16 unit on the field to defend the ground really well and score back the other way. We've, we've got um, Lishman back into our forward line who was last year's leading goal kicker. It's her third game back from an ankle and She's starting to move really well. So, yeah, we're really confident we can get them the other way as well. Having a look uh, back at the the past couple of seasons for the team, um, premiers in 2017 and runners-up as well, has the, the squad changed dramatically? I mean, when you get to finals like this, you want to have a, a lot of finals experience with a mix of the excitement of, of youth too. So have you noticed a, a really nice balance heading into this weekend with past experience and, of course, um, the, the younger players? Yeah, it was probably something that I thought of a bit last week. Sturt were a lot more experienced than us. Like their um, average number of games to their midfield, um, other than Rashid, was a lot higher. Um, we're, I think we're 19 to 16 year olds in there, but um, I think that's the talent coming through across the comp. So it's a hard one. I think the women's comp at the moment, I think our team's pretty similar to most teams with a really good mix of young ones. And then, you know, our skipper Ali Ferrell's in her 30s, but just adds so much. So. Um, I, I, I think the squad as a whole is pretty similar over the last couple of years. I was midfield coach last year and um, we only had two girls you know, leave the group uh, to other clubs and we brought in a fair bit of talent. So, um, yeah, fairly similar and a good mix of youth and more experienced girls through there. Now, Brad, I want to take you back to last time you took on Centrals at X Convenience Oval. It was round three. You lost by two points. It meant that you, your team was zero and three. So did you envisage that you'd potentially be at this point of the season after that really tough start? Yeah, I probably, I probably wasn't thinking finals. I was probably thinking when can we get our first win. Um, <laughs> no, we, we were still really confident as a group how we're playing. Like we'd lost to North, who were last year's premiers. We'd lost by two points. And then um, South and Central, so we, who we thought were pretty good. We didn't know they are going to be the top two teams. So looking back now, it would seem silly to be panicking, and we certainly weren't. At that time, I remember my midfield coach saying to me, um, I think it's good we lost that. And I sort of looked at him as if you've got to be kidding. And he, he said, no, I think it'll, we'll learn better. And I think he was right. We've learned, since then, we've, we've won eight of our last ten. So um, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. We reviewed really hard. We did lots of match similar and close finishes. And I think it's starting to pay for itself. So maybe it was a good thing. What's it been like for you, Brad? You're a teacher too. So as a father of daughters, I love the idea that you have the ability to teach young women, which also has its challenges in itself. But how have you found your time being the head coach of the Red Legs and your kind of personal growth of leading this team? Yeah, I feel really lucky. Like oh, I've, um, I've been in girls' education for 15 years. So um, last time I taught boys was 16 years ago in Port Augusta as a 22-year-old. So... Um, I'm very familiar with coaching and teaching young women. Um, yeah, they just the work ethic and how much effort they put in. I just, yeah, I really hope that SA and Australian supporters start taking notice of how good these young women are and how hard they how hard they work because they deserve you know so much credit for the way they're growing the game. And um, I speak to my captain Ali um, Farrell a lot about she was there right at the start when you know, women's footy, you know, people didn't watch it. And, and now the standard level it's coming to, um, yeah, I'm just really proud to be a small part of that. 
Brad, eight from 10. It's a great form line. Let's hope that that stands up this weekend and all the best in the preliminary final against the Central District Football Club. Thanks very much. Thanks for the call. Brad Snell joining us on the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Speaking of Centrals, we are going to speak to one of the doggies next in Jez McLennan, who has an incredible story. And look, one of the things I'm looking forward to speaking to Jez about with his AFL experience with the Suns, like what's the feeling like as being part of that AFL system? And we're, we're not exposed too much to what happens on the Gold Coast and being part of that system because everything would feel new for the players going up there where probably they're thinking the, the lifestyle is going to be nice and relaxed, but you can see they're building a pretty solid football club in the AFL system. They are. You've jumped ahead again here, Walshie, because one of my questions for Jez was the Gold Coast. Are they heading in the right direction? Mm. Uh, because it's a great point. You go up there, it's it's not as well known as all the other footy clubs, and they've had their challenges. So it'd be interesting to see what Jez reckons. I know. And do you get to go to like Ripley's, believe it or not, or do you get a free <laughs> ticket to all the theme Went passes? Wild. That would be amazing. So uh, we will do that next. Also, not too far away, Dan Mantle's power ranking. And our tips for round eight in the Host Plus Sandful League, nothing beats it. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. On this Wednesday afternoon, Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here getting ready for another huge round of the Host Plus Sample League and nothing beats it. The Doggies take on Norwood this weekend. We are so excited to be joined by one of their stars. And as we said, Menz has had previous AFL experience and we love speaking to players like this. We say good afternoon to you, Jez McLennan. Welcome to the Sample Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for, thanks for having me. So, Jez, while we're on the AFL opportunity, the Gold Coast, how, one, how did you view that opportunity? And we just spoke uh, about the club seems like it's heading in the direction. How do you view it? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I mean, from the beginning, it was a team I, I wanted to go for. I had a few connections um, in, in Queensland. And um, my, the four years I spent there, was, um, it was a huge learning curve. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but um, that's, that's life. Um, but... Yeah, I think they're heading in the right direction. Just the win they had on the weekend um, against the Dogs. Um, they're, they're, they're going up from there. They've got Stewie Jew, who's a, a good leader and um, a good culture, culture builder. Um, so, yeah, I think they're definitely heading, heading in the right path. With the South Australian connection, I wanted to ask you about Jack Lacocious very quickly because I'm loving seeing him kicking goals. And I, I feel that if not one of the best, he's the best field kick in the AFL. He's just so clean with his skills. What was it like playing alongside Jack? And would you agree that his, his kicking skills are up there with the best? Oh, for sure, yeah. I definitely have to agree. He's one of the best kicks in the comp. Um, yeah, doing my, my state stuff um, through juniors with him. Um, he was always a, a dead eye, and um, he's obviously taken it to another level, um, playing in a, um, a number of different roles and... Um, yeah, he's a he's a character, um, Jack. He's um, one of my good mates, but um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely taking that that team uh, to another step, and it's it's just good to see him enjoying his footy and um, and getting a few wins on the board. But yeah, he's he's quite damaging. Now, Walsh, you speak about one of the best kicks in the comp, but one of the best kicks in the sample. We're speaking to him right mm. now, Jez. You, you're playing across the halfback flank uh, at Centrals this year. Is that the role permanently for you? Do you see yourself potentially a bit more through the midfield um, or is it just sweeping up across that half-back line? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it um, across half-back. I'll play wherever they need me to. Um, but, yeah, I think we've got a, a strong unit um, down back. And um, I mean, I've played a little bit of midfield um, against Woodville. Um, but, um, yeah, over my time at the Suns, i play a little bit of midfield. But um, I think I feel more comfortable at half-back and feel I can... Um, have more of an impact on the game and, and just 
um, yeah, and just uh, show my my skills and my attributes. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll stay there as long as I can. I reckon. So just while, one more while we're on you on the Gold Coast Suns. Um, a lot of people ask and have asked me in the past while she you played in the VFL, we've played in the NEFL and the Sample. How does it compare? So for someone who's recently played in the VFL for the Gold Coast and now playing in the Sample. Um, how do you see the competition stacking up against each other? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think, uh, like coming back to the sample, um, it's a. I think it's the best competition um, outside the AFL for sure. Um, I had a bit of a stint in the NEFL, um and then the VFL post COVID. I don't think it's um, quite recovered. Um, I think the gap between the top teams and the bottom teams in the sample is probably um, it's a lot closer, um, and you just you don't know, like you, you've really got to rock up on the day because I feel like any team, like the bottom teams can beat the top team and just, yeah, whoever rocks up on the day. Um, I think it's a, the speed's a bit quicker in the sample and um, the bodies are a bit bigger. Um, so, yeah, I think the sample's in a really good, uh, good position. There's a, a lot of players that you played with in the Kia State game that are, are vying to get selected in the mid-season draft. I'm just looking at a photo of, you know, back in uh, 2018 alongside Jack Lukosius and Tom Lewis, and I'm um, I'm huge raps for, for Tom Lewis. But have you, you got some of your teammates or players that you have played against or alongside that you think are a really good opportunity to get drafted? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, as you said, Tom Lewis, um, Martin Frederick, um, they're all looking... Um, really good, and, and uh, who knows, they might might even go later on tonight. Um, but, yeah, they've had strong seasons and um, and put their case forward. Um, yeah, Marty on, on the wing is... I haven't seen him on the wing before, but, um, yeah, he's looking really damaging, and Tommy just keeps building tackles. <laughs> 21 tackles on the weekend is pretty impressive. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, a, you know, it was a really good experience to, to play again with those boys um, and, uh, yeah, just to play against the, the best players in the state um, and to train alongside them as well. Um, to see how they do it. Um, it's always always good experience. Does that give you some validation as well, Jez? I mean, as you said yourself, your AFL time didn't end the way you uh, wanted it to end or you have that childhood dream of what you want to do and playing 300 games or at least getting um, one opportunity, but, but then getting selected into the state team and playing the way you're playing now. Does that give you some mental validation to know that you're actually doing the right things and sometimes football is just a game of luck? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, the fire still burns in me to um, to try and get back to AFL footy. Um, so I'll still, you know, keep working hard. It's, I mean, the mid-season, it's it's always hard to try and get, get in there. There's only, I don't know, a dozen picks. Um, so it's always going to be hard, but um, I'll just keep doing what I can. At, um, Central's taking it one week at a time. Um, and But, yeah, getting that validation, to, um, you know, for a reward for effort um, throughout the, the season and by playing state footy um, is, was always good. So that was one of my goals. Um, but... Yeah, I'll just keep chipping away and, and um, yeah, taking a week by time. Now, Jez, we've seen Central string together some really good footy this year, just sitting outside the five at the moment with a three and four win-loss record. What is the goal this year for the club? Is it as simple as we want to and need to play finals or is it more around development? No, it's definitely um, about playing finals. Um, I think the guys like Mark Ross, Greg Edwards and, and Paul Thomas, they've they've gone to work in the, in the off-season and, and brought together... Um, a list that we think is um, competitive enough to, to do some damage in finals. Um, we haven't gone as, as well as we think we, we could have so far. Um, we've definitely tested some good, good sides um, and definitely had some good wins, but um, we feel like our, yeah, our best matches any team in the comp. So, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just like, everyone's, everyone's buying into to, to the process, a really professional environment at the club. Um, but, yeah, we're just chasing, 
improvement each week, which is which is all we can do. It must feel good to have a, a pretty successful Centrals back again. I mean, we go back to the early 2000s with the, the premierships, mate, but also um, there's been some challenging times over the past few years. So not just mix it with the best in the competition, but be right up there too. Um, the feeling must be good at Elizabeth. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we, we pride ourselves on, on making um, Centrals a bit of a fortress for us um, and being hard to beat at home. Um, and if you've ever been to a, a home Centrals ground um, a game, it's it's... It's something to behold. Like when the when the Central's crowd gets up and about, and the and the U Dog sellers get going, it's it's uh I love it's pretty the uh, exciting. And yeah, everyone loves the U Dogs. <laughs> now, before we um, let you go, did you um did you get free tickets to Movie World and Wet and Wild and Sea World while living <laughs> on the Gold Coast? Mint and I were speaking about this about some of the distractions when living up there. So, did you get one of those passes where you can go as many times as you like, or is that a myth that all the players got them? I uh, believe that may have been a myth. <laughs> I definitely bought my Damn own it. tickets, that's for sure. I got a, um, a three world pass, but um, that's as good as I got. I was, I was more into, I spent my time in the water surfing, so um, yeah. <laughs> You've got a fair way to travel to catch a wave now if you're coming from um, X Convenience Oval. I know, mate. It's um, a mental part of it, but um, I've had a few good trips at the York Peninsula and, um, and to Middleton and stuff, but um yeah, it's, uh, I don't get my three surfs a week anymore. <laughs> no, well, mate, we love speaking with you and uh, congratulations on your season today. It's been um, a pleasure and, and good luck this weekend and for the rest of the season with the doggies. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Jez McLennan joining us on the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Another impressive person, man. Jeez, hey. he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, he he's only 22. People yep. would have listened to that and thought he was 28, 29 the way he spoke. So super. And he talked about the competition and how he said the best and the worst in the sample is far better than other competitions. It's much closer, which is really interesting to hear. And I was really listening closely to what you said at the start of the show about using the example of, of James Rowan, whether he's going to go in the mid-season draft or whether recruiters would look. I feel recruiters would look at someone like Jez and hear the way that he carries himself, hear how he communicates, but also um, what he's learned from any experience of being on an AFL list. I mean, after after two seasons of being on the list, if you drafted, he could have just cracked it and said no more. He didn't, he didn't play game so to actually be there for so long and to show um that he's actually there for a reason i think that resilience is a key part of surviving in the afl system it really is and the way he spoke about Stuart jew as well is mm. quite surprising for a guy who's been in the system for four years and that coach did not give him a game it says a bit about one the relationship and the respect and also the, the type of person jez is next we are going to get into your power rankings and a deep dive into the next couple of games to fierce rivalries nothing beats the host plus sanford on SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Sure doesn't, and there's plenty more to get through to on SENSA. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel joining you before we get into a deep dive men's into the next couple of games for all of the teams in the host plus Sandful League. Time for your power rankings. What do you got for us? It is time for the power rankings, and up until round seven, there's been carnage in the power rankings, but I'm not sure we'll see so much this week, mm. Walshie. So at number 10, it is the obvious one. They still haven't won a game. It is Norwood. I'm sure you'll be happy with them staying there at number <sighs> they 10. They need to stay there, unfortunately. Who's at number nine? I've moved West Adelaide down a spot. They've gone back to number nine. Unfortunately, their performance on the weekend uh, reminded me a little bit of last season, so they're going to need to show some form to move back up the power rankings. Yes, Adam Hartlett has his challenges ahead of him in number eight position on your power rankings. South Adelaide showed something on the weekend, and they needed to. They had been dismal of late. Their defense had really hurt them, but they kept 
Sturt, the ladder leaders, to just 51 points. They're up to number eight. Not much change at the moment. What about seven? Yeah, I have put Adelaide at seven. If they had won on the weekend, they certainly would have moved up. But uh, they are at seven, but they're close to jumping into the five. They might get a couple of players back as well because uh, of the AFL list having a few players that will be pushing for selection. So you you never know if... If Todd Marshall makes his way back into the AFL side, then the Magpies might have Ollie Lord back there, which would be good for them because he's in good form. He is in some good form. And as an opposition player, when you come up against one of these two teams, Crows or Port, you look at it and go, please don't bring our <laughs> players back in. And we play them this week. Oh, my gosh. She's at number six. Six is Centrals. Uh, as Jez said then, they played some really good footy this year, but they just haven't got the job done in a couple of those games. So they stay at six. Halfway up the power rankings at five. Eagles are at number five. They've strung together a couple of really good wins and uh, it's now put them into the top five and they stay at five in our rankings. Number four? Number four is North Adelaide. Uh, An important win on the weekend. They're not playing their best footy at the moment, uh, but Aaron Young was back to his best on the weekend and they are at number four. Let's have a look at the top three in Dan Menzel's power rankings. Who's at three? I still have these top three ahead of the rest at the moment. Glenelg is at number three. Uh, They could be higher because... Well, she they have now won six games on the trot. Mm. Uh, they could easily be at number two or number one, but I've stayed with them at three. Okay. I mean, that's a little bit controversial, but this is what you're here for. Who's sitting at number two of your power rankings, Dan Menzel? It's Adelaide at number two. They uh, Their best is still as good as anyone. They, they took care of Nord on the weekend. Uh, it's the defense for mine that has been surprising. And, of course, at number one, it's Sturt because they're just dominating at the moment. Sturt are dominating. They are undefeated, and uh, they'll stay at number one until they lose at least one game. All right, let's get into this deep dive then because you're going to have a look at each team before we wrap up the show today. So we'll start with the top of the table, Double Blues. What are you thinking right now? Yeah, look, the Double Blues, they've got a pretty healthy list at the moment. They've got a nice run coming up. There is no reason why the Double Blues shouldn't be trying to win the minor premiership. That should absolutely be the goal for them right now. All right, their next four games, they play Westies, Glenelg, North and Nord. What do you think of the draw? That's a good run coming up. So they, they will be very confident going into all those games and they'll take some points in those games as well. And they, they probably will be on top of the table in four weeks' time. What about the Bays? Yeah, I really like Glenelg's team. It reminds me of uh, a couple of seasons ago when they won 17 on the trot. They are potent and kicking goals in short periods at the moment. But they are also the number one defense in the competition, conceding just 54 points a game. So congratulations to Darren Reeve and the way he's got them playing. Uh, they are ready, like Stir. they're ready to launch. Well, they've got an interesting next four games, though, because they play the top two teams, Adelaide, Sturt, then Westies and Central. So what are your thoughts on them? Well, they have been supreme at home this year. Three of those four games are at home. Mm. So they could be on top of the table in a month's time if they continue their home form. The Adelaide Football Club are sitting nicely on the table at the moment. Yeah, I mentioned this before. They're number one in offense at 91 points a game. That's no surprise. That's what we've come to recognize about the Crow sample team. But they are number two now in defense, conceding just 55 points a game. So not only are they scoring, they are stopping and not conceding scores. So it is going to be interesting to see. They've got a pretty hard run to come, though, I think. They do. Glenelg, the Eagles, South and North, and only one of them at home. Yeah, so it's how healthy uh, they are in the AFL team it's predicated on. But... um, they're playing some really good footy at the moment. North Adelaide, a good win against Port Adelaide on the weekend. How are they looking? Yeah, I think Serge would be really happy with their offense from the weekend. Their offense had absolutely dried up over the past three weeks, but they managed to kick 100 points on the weekend, 
we're starting to see the best of Aaron Young. Sam Mays is building. Spina, um, once these guys are really fit, I think they'll be fine. And, hey, this is a pretty nice draw coming up. Southwest Sturt and Adelaide, two of the four at home too. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really nice run. I think they should win three of those four games. Let's head to your neck of the woods, Woodville West Torrens. Yeah, Woodville started to show that cohesion that probably lacked at the start of the season with a lot of new faces and a lot of guys underdone. Uh, But the other thing is they had four state game players that are all in really good form at the moment. So the best 10 players at the Eagles are as good as any 10 in the competition and it should stack up against other sides. Three out of the four games away from home port, then Adelaide, then Centrals, then South at home. Your take on the draw? Yeah, look, it's the next two weeks is Port and Adelaide, so it depends what uh, AFL sides they get. But um, they should be confident to take two or three of the next four. The Doggies, Central District, we uh, spoke a little while ago to Jez McLennan. How's his team looking? Yeah, well, I love that Jez said the goal this season is absolutely to make finals. It's not a development year for them, and uh, they've had three wins at home, three losses away from home. And they lost a tight one on the weekend. For mine, they need to win two of these next four games to stay in touch. And two of the games in the next four are away from home. So they're going to play Port at Alberton and Glenelg at Stradarama too. Norwood and the Eagles at home. So two, they've got to take two of those. Yeah, okay. So for Port Adelaide, they're doing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, they are. Their AFL team is going to be healthier this week as well. And it makes a real difference. They have a good run to come. And I know that a lot of people who watch the sample probably wouldn't have Port Adelaide making finals this year. Well, with this run to come, finals should definitely be in reach. Yeah, and their next four, it looks look they look like, in my opinion, they could win three out of the next four at least. Well, on the ladder, they're taking on no one in the top four they're playing in the next month. It's the bottom six teams. So it's the Eagles, Centrals, Norwood and West Adelaide. That's a great run. We have a look at the bottom three tees on the table and it's going to get even more challenging for Adam Hartland and West Adelaide. It is. Their team defense has improved a lot this year, West Adelaide. We haven't seen them concede goals in quick succession like they did last year. Even on the weekend when they had their worst outing, they didn't give up more than four goals in a quarter. So it's well done to him in that system. But in saying that, they have the most difficult run coming up. They do. They play Sturt at Unley. They play North at home, Glenelg at home, and then Port uh, away. So it's going to be challenging for them. If they can win one of those games, that's a good result, I think. The final two teams on the table for the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers' defense has leaked over the past month up until the weekend when they kept the ladder leaders to just 51 points. But the next month for mine is going to be so challenging for them. I think they need to win at least two of these next four to stay in touch with finals, but it's going to be pretty hard. Yeah, the next four, North, Norwood, Adelaide, and the Eagles. That is challenging. It is. All right. Now, finally, are Norwood going to win at least one of their next four games? We just hope so for the competition and for Twiggy Rawlings. You hope so. I think they will because we've said this about West Adelaide in the past, that they might not win a game when they've won the wooden spoon. They do every single year. However, if you look at this stat, it doesn't stack up nicely. They've won seven quarters so far this season. That's through seven rounds. So they need to be better and they need their best to start standing up. Well, they take on Central's away. They play South away. Then Port Adelaide at home and Sturt away. I'm, I'm nervous. They'll get one of the next three. Okay. Well, we'd like to think so. It's a very nice deep dive there, Dan Menzel. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit. And so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. As we head into the next round of games in the Host Plus Sandful League, fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. I just need to tip men, so let's start off with the Doggies and the Redlegs. Dogs at home. 
Glenelg and Adelaide. This is on Saturday afternoon at Stradorama. Glenelg, huge at home. So Glenelg again. Dirt and Westies. Dirt too good. Port Adelaide and the Eagles, where Dan Menzel hopefully will make a return at Alberton. Let's hope so. Three in a row for the Eagles. And at Prospect on Sunday, it's North Adelaide taking on South. I think North, North have got their mojo back and they'll be too good. Mate, great spending time with you again. Thank you very much for your honesty in regards to your situation at the moment. For anyone who's just tuned in on SENSA, um, you can have a listen to the podcast and hear absolutely everything. We spoke with Brad Snell from Norwood as part of the Sandful W preparing to play final this weekend. Jess McLennan from the Doggies. And of course, we just had a deep dive into all of the teams as part of the Host Plus Sandful League. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats it. Men's catch you next week. Catch you next week, Washi.